Today, we have two separate calisthenics skills. Both are unbalances, both are rather beginner friendly, and both look pretty similar. Yet, they have one very significant difference. One's a bend arm skill, and one is a straight arm skill. This means while both will help you increase your upper body pushing strength and your overall feeling for balance and body awareness, what this training will exactly transfer to and what it will train specifically is quite different. What's also different is the difficulty of both drills. I'm sure you already guessed it. I'm talking about the crow stand and the crane stand. And today's episode is going to be exactly about that. What do they have in common? What's the difference between each of them? And how do you train for them? Welcome to today's episode. My name is Sasha Bachmann, and I've spent my entire life training, coaching, and performing handstands, calisthenics, and flexibility all around the world. Please, make sure you check out the show notes. There, you're going to find a link that's going to take you to my website, where I'm going to explain all the concepts from this podcast with a little bit more detail, and especially with images and videos, visualizing everything that is important to make sure there's no question unanswered and everything is super clear. Now, whilst the crow and crane pose might look pretty similar, this small yet significant difference really makes all the difference in the world. The crow pose is a bent arm skill and the crane pose is a straight arm skill. For somebody who's just starting out with bodyweight training with calisthenics or maybe even with advanced yoga skills, this might not seem as significant. But at this point, you're just going to have to trust me or really anybody else who has been training for a while and believe us when we say the bent arm versus the straight arm makes a huge difference. But let's break it down. The first one is that the crow pose with its bent arm is significantly easier to balance because your elbows are bent, which means they're able to move. If you're falling in one direction, you can bend your elbows a little bit more and a little bit less to balance. Additionally, these bent elbows create a really, really nice support surface for your knees. You can stack your body on top of each other and with that kind of take the pressure out of your shoulders and get a mechanical advantage. Now in the crane pose with your elbows locked, you lose this mechanical advantage. You can still apply pressure, but you cannot lay on top of your arms. The locked elbows are locked in a rigid position. So if you're starting to lose balance, you cannot bend your elbows a little bit more or less to fix your position. Everything is up to you, to your internal muscles and to your hands to push yourself back in position. Additionally, this fully locked position is going to put quite a bit of pressure on your elbow joints and on your elbow tendons. Now, don't get me wrong. We're putting pressure on the tendons, but in a way that's exactly what we want to do. This is a really, really great way to start preparing your tendons and joints for more advanced drills and for things that are maybe to come in the future. Now, the crowd being a band arm skill means that strength and skill-wise, it will transfer towards band arm skills. Typical band arm skills that develop after the crow or from the crow are the band arm press to handstand and even the handstand push-up. The crane, on the other hand, with its locked out position is what I would like to call it a baby planche. It's the very first planche progression that pretty much anyone is going to learn. From the crane, you can basically develop a tuck planche, an advanced tuck planche, a straddle planche, and one day even the straight planche. A last significant difference is that the crow pose with its bent elbows to stack your body, to help you balance, and to put less pressure on your joints and tendons is significantly easier. Every single athlete is going to learn the crow pose before you're going to learn the crane pose. Trust me. Hearing, reading, and learning about the difference between these two skills is great. But what's even better is actually learning the skills so you can feel and understand this difference in your own body. So let's get started with the crow pose. If you're rather fit and you have some experience with bodyweight fitness, the crow pose is easy enough that you can basically learn about it, understand it, and then simply do it. You might not have to train much for it to get it. If you're very much at the beginning of your bodyweight journey, you're going to spend a little bit of time actually working for the crow pose 
and training for the crowd pose. But the cool thing is that it is very achievable and you will absolutely get there with just a little bit of patience and a little bit of discipline. So let's dig into it. Start in a deep squat position. I want you to place your elbows and to be very precise, the spot where your triceps hits the elbows on your knees. The elbows and the knees being bent, they both create kind of this nice little flat surface that fits perfectly on top of each other. We're going to take advantage of that. We're going to use that flat surface. Now, with your elbows on your knees, I want you to lean towards the front. I want you to put your hands on the floor. They should be about shoulder width apart. Keep leaning towards the front. Raise on your tippy toes. Put weight into the fingertips. Bend your elbows a little bit more so your face is going to go closer towards the floor. And eventually, your feet are just going to lift off the floor. The idea here is basically the more that you bend your elbows, the more the face goes down and the more the hips come up. Play around with this angle a little bit until you get to a spot where you're quite comfortable. In this final position, you should get a straight line between your shins and your forearms. Basically, your hands and your feet should be in one vertical line. This will also mean that you're really, really nicely stacked and most of your body weight goes through the knees, into the elbows and straight into the floor, making this position nice and easy for your shoulders. Of course, you're still going to need some anterior deltoid strength and some tricep strength to support the position. And additionally, you're going to need a little bit of back and core strength to stabilize the whole thing. But really, you don't need so much strength to make this position happen, which is why the crow pose is so cool, especially for beginners. Typical mistakes that you can make here is that number one, your elbows are not bent enough. This happens especially if you're kind of scared of falling onto your face. You need to commit to going towards the front because if not, your feet are not going to come off the floor. You have your fingers facing towards the front. Push them into the floor and actually take control of your position. If you're really too scared, train close to a wall or maybe put some yoga blocks underneath your shoulders or a pillow on the floor. So in case you do collapse, at least you fall onto a pillow. Another common mistake that I see in the crowd pose is that your knees are on the outside of your elbows and not on top of the elbows. Like this, you're basically squeezing them in. Now, don't get me wrong. This could be a variation that you're practicing, but just with anything, when we're learning something new, we want to make it as easy and as simple as possible. So for today, for now, place your knees on top of your elbows. Last but not least, a reason why you might not be succeeding with the crowd pose is because you're simply not having enough tension. I keep on saying that this is a rather easy and beginner-friendly move, yet you're still going to have to take it serious. You need to engage your core, you need to engage your back, you need to load your hands, you need to give energy. You cannot just hang there like a wet bag of potatoes hoping that this will work for you. You're still going to have to work for it. When you're training to get your first crowd pose or when you want to improve your crowd pose, there's basically two ways of how you can go towards this. The first one is starting on your feet. You're going to lean towards the front and you try to put a little bit more weight into your hands in every single lean. You might elevate your feet on some yoga blocks to lead even further to get even more weight into your hands. You might take one foot off at the time or you might even lean towards the front and hold this lean to get used to the feeling of being in the crowd pose. Once you get comfortable here, slowly lean and take your feet off and put them right back on the floor. You're basically doing little takeoffs like this. More and more you get more and more comfortable. Your takeoff is going to last half a second, one second, three seconds, five seconds. Before you even know it, you're in the crowd pose. The second route that you can take towards getting your first crowd pose is starting in the headstand. Start in a headstand, possibly elevate your head here as well on yoga blocks. Put your knees on top of your elbows and transfer from the headstand into the crowd pose. Now, of course, a prerequisite for this is that you're actually able to hold your headstand. What I would recommend to you is that, if possible, Train both of these alleys. This is for two reasons. Number one, naturally one of them is going to be easier for you. You don't really know which route is going to be easier, which one will your body more adapt to. By practicing both, you're quickly going to learn which one is easier and you're going to get towards your final destination. 
But at the same time, keep in mind that the time spent on the alley that is not as easy for you, the one that's not going to take you to your crowd stand, this time is not wasted. You're still improving, you're getting stronger, you're developing coordination, mind, muscle, connection, all of these things. This is still really, really good training. Mastering the crowd pose is going to help you with a couple different things. Number one, it's going to help you build confidence. When you first look at the crow pose, it's an arm balance. If you've never done a crow pose, chances are high you've never ever done any kind of arm balances in your life. Learning and mastering the crow pose will show you that your arms are actually strong and stable enough to support your entire body weight. But additionally, you're going to learn that if you train something, you're going to get it. And that's a really incredible knowledge in life. Nailing the crowd pose is going to help you increase your body awareness and overall balance. It's your first arm balance. That's a huge milestone in your calisthenics career. Last but not least, the crowd pose is basically a baby bent arm stand, meaning it's a bent arm skill and it's going to help you develop bent arm strength. You're going to develop tricep strength, anterior delta strength, and core strength. It's a great beginner-friendly move and you really don't want to miss out on it. There's so much to take from this skill. Make sure you learn it. Now, let's imagine this. Today you're learning a crowd pose. Next month, couple months from now, you're learning the crane pose. Right now, learning the crowd pose might seem difficult. It's a challenge. It's your first arm balance. But trust me, once you're able to do the crane pose, you're going to look back at the crowd pose. It's going to be only child's play. The crane pose really is significantly harder than the crowd pose. But it's cool. We grow with challenge. That's what we're here for. Now, when you're getting into the crane pose, you again want to start in a deep squat. Just this time, you're not placing your knees on your elbows. Instead, you're going to try to bury your knees inside of your armpits as high as possible. This will allow you that while you lean towards the front and you shift your weight into your hands, taking the feet off the floor, your knees can sink slightly. They can slightly slide out of your armpits, yet they will still be high enough on your arms, on your triceps to be able to support and stabilize your position. First thing that's really important here is that due to the locked out arm position and the bigger lean of your shoulders, the angle in your wrist decreases. It becomes sharper. And with this pressure on your wrist, increases quite a bit. The crane pose, just like all planches, are quite aggressive for your wrist. So I strongly recommend to you externally rotate your hands. Protect your wrists from this pressure and from injury. You don't need that. We're not here training to anatomically change our wrists. We want to learn cool skills while developing strength and coordination and probably work on our health and flexibility, not on our wrists. Turn your hands out or use parallels. Not only will this help you reduce the pressure on your wrists, but it's also going to help you to get used to this new wrist position that you're going to be using for all future planche progressions. For the crane, it is now essential that you protract your shoulders and that you learn to lean your shoulders far towards the front. If you don't have the strength or if you're scared of leaning towards the front, you're not going to be able to commit to your crane pose, which means you're not going to be able to get your feet off the floor. In the crane pose, we do actively straighten our elbows and I want you to really build this habit from the first day to fully lock your elbows. You and I, we're just going to make a deal right now. If we're working on a straight arm skill, we're actually going to be working on a straight arm skill, okay? We're not going to be working on a 95% straight arm skill. No, we commit to what we're doing. Even a very slight bend in your elbows is going to change the pressure on your elbows and with that changes what you're actually training. Now, don't get me wrong. Bodyweight training, calisthenics is not easy. I get it. And a decent stepping stone might be to say, I'm going to learn it with my elbows slightly bent and then over time, I will fully straighten my elbows. But please, have the respect towards yourself, towards me, towards the art of calisthenics and actually do finish this journey and fully straighten your elbows. Don't say, well, the last 5-10% of straightening is hard and I think I'm there anyways, I'm just going to check it off the box and move on. No, please, you have to fully lock your elbows. It's so very important. A secret tip for the crane that's going to help you a lot and really goes a long way is either wipe the skin of your knee and of your armpit 
or maybe even use some liquid chuck or regular chuck on your knees and your tricep slash armpit to prevent your knee from slipping. It's gonna make a massive difference. Trust me, performing on stage, whenever we perform partner acrobatics or even solo hand balancing, you can do it. You can even do it when you're sweating a little bit. But liquid chalk, raisin, tough skin, these kind of things make things so much easier. If you've never tried it, you will never believe this. So trust me, use some liquid chalk, put it on your hands, put it on your armpits, put it on your knees, give it a try. You're going to see it almost holds by itself. It's magic. Now, the crane pose still builds on a structure, right? Like your legs are still pushing against the arms. And with that, your shoulders and back don't have to support your entire body weight. But compared to the crow pose, you're not fully leaning on your arms. You need significantly more strength. You're going to need anterior deltoid strength to push your shoulders open and make sure you don't collapse. You're going to need tricep strength that's going to push your elbows straight. You're going to need back strength to pull your hips up. And on top of that, you're going to need core and hip flexor or in other words, compression strength to push your knees into the arms and stay in this nice and compact ball that we're looking for. All of this strength needs to be developed over time. It's not going to come overnight. This is what I mean with that the crow pose you can understand and you can simply do. For the crane pose, you will have to work. You're going to have to train up for this. That's completely normal. The beauty of the crane pose, though, is while it is a more advanced beginner calisthenics skill, it's still pretty straightforward. It's not too complex. That makes training for it pretty simple. There are really these two main components. You need to develop the strength and you need to develop the coordination, balance, and really confidence into the position. Developing the strength. We spoke about this. You need anterior deltoid strength. For this, you could use simple weights to basically build up your deltoids, but instead, I would recommend to use bodyweight skill progressions already. You want to build up the strength, but you want to build it up in a position similar to this crane position to build up mind-muscle connection and body awareness and specific strength, as specific as possible, towards this particular move. A great option here is, for example, push-up leans and push-up leans with elevated feet. This will also already put pressure on your wrists and on your elbows and elbow tendons, preparing them for what's about to come. On top of that, you need tricep strength. Again, you could use weights. Instead, I would recommend simply doing push-ups, push-ups with elevated feet, diamond push-ups, all of these kind of things. And of course, really, really important, you need that protraction strength. Protraction strength, meaning pushing the shoulders towards the front leg we see in all kinds of planche exercises. A good exercise for this is simple as scapular push-ups in a push-up position. Again, you can combine this with a shoulder lean. So you're basically doing lean scapular push-ups. You can also combine all of these goals into, for example, handstand wall walks or small handstand slideaways. You can get quite creative here with the preparational exercises that you're going to choose. Just make sure you do them clean and that they fit this particular goal. On top of that, of course, you're going to need to build the balance and the confidence. Now here, honestly, you don't have so much of a choice. Of course, learning the crowd pose beforehand is going to help you significantly. Going through crane pose progressions, meaning doing leans with elevated feet or the crane pose with the head against the wall where it becomes impossible to fall over. But also you can push your head a little bit into the wall to take some pressure off your shoulders of really the way to go here. You're practicing the position and whilst practicing for your final goal, you're developing balance, you're developing confidence. You're going to take big steps towards this crane goal. Common mistakes that I see in the crane pose are, once again, a lack of lean. If you're not leaning towards the front, you're not going to get enough weight into your hands and your feet are not going to come off the floor. Now I get it though. It is scary. You don't want to fall in your face. You might be hesitant about leaning. This can be either because you're lacking strength or simply because you're lacking confidence and balance. And that's completely normal. Give your body time. Another common mistake is lack of arm extension. We said this earlier. If you're practicing straight arm drills, lock your elbows and actually do practice straight arm drills. 
don't do something halfway in the middle. Another issue is lack of protraction. If you're not pushing your shoulders towards the front, you cannot get full control of your crane pose and you're not going to be able to engage the muscles in the right directions and with the full intensity that you would need for the crane pose. Additionally, we said earlier, the crane pose is like a baby planche. Planches heavily depend on scapular protraction. So use this opportunity right now to build the strength and to build the coordination. So then when you move on to the planche, you already have a strong foundation. A last big problem of the crane pose is that people often learn the crow pose and then they want to go down the crane pose and they expect crane poses to be like crow poses that you basically understand what you have to do and then you just do it. When it comes to learning the crane pose, you cannot progress fast. Instead, take it one step at a time, give your body time to grow. I promise to you, it's going to pay off. Thank you so much for tuning in today. That's all I got for you. Like I said at the beginning, please make sure you check out the link in the show notes. It's going to take you to my blog. There, you're going to find everything discussed here and a little bit more in detail with images and visuals to highlight the most important concepts that were discussed here. But for now, happy training. Work on your arm balances. Your coach Bachmann.